Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 41 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here to recap Empoli Inter at the Stadio Carlo Castellani, which finishes 0-1 to Inter with a goal from Federico Di Marco in the 51st minute. As always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, not the prettiest performance, but five out of five in Serie A. How are we feeling? I'm feeling great, honestly. Um... Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest performance. A lot of things could have been polished up. But you know what? The way I look at it is they brought in a new manager. They had all week to prepare for this match. You know, we knew they were going to come out with a, a little bit of a boost because of the the managerial change. Sometimes that allows players to feel like they have, a, you know, a fresh start, a new beginning. And But you know what? We got the three points at the end of the day, and that's all that really matters. You know, I mean, people are going to say, like, oh, Roma scored seven. Well, okay, that's uh, true, but three we, we each got three points, so it doesn't really matter to me. I, I, I just want to win. Yeah, it's different, it's different circumstances. I mean, I'm sure that people are going to be, um, you know, bitching about the performance a little bit, but, you know, we're coming off a Champions League midweek game. Um, Chalanoglu is in there after, you know, his injury playing a full 90 looking amazing. So there are things from the performance that there's definitely positives that I'll take away. Um, And the reality is like, if you've been watching this team, every time we come up against like opponents that don't play the greatest football, it affects our football. Like we, you know, we end up not playing down to their level, but not being able to look as smooth as we typically look. And, you know, whenever I watch games like this, I always think, like, if there was a better team out there playing against us, we would perform better. Like, we would look better. It's hard to look good against against shitty teams. Like, you know, if people want to say the Roma 7 nothing, like, okay, they were playing at home. Like, you know, they that happens. Like, there's these individual games. And like you mentioned, um, there's always that new manager bounce. So... Like you said, the important thing was to take the three points. Um, really happy with it. And I guess we can go ahead and start with uh, our left back, who scored an absolute uh, golasso today. Um, outside the box volley that rockets into the top right-hand corner. Um, past the goalkeeper. It was a beautiful goal. And after a first-half performance that you know, wasn't the greatest. Uh, it was good to see him get back on the score sheet because he's been he's been going for it this year. Yeah, no, it was a beautiful, beautifully struck ball. Um, the ball came out to him and it was already spinning. So to get that clean of a strike on a ball that's already spinning on you um, and to put it where he put it, I mean, that's just, that's unmatched talent. I mean, he is such a brilliant striker of the ball, whether it's crossing, whether it is taking shots like that off the volley. Um, he had a chance in the first half where he got a clean strike on and Berisha made a save. So he was going for it. He definitely wanted to get on the score sheet today. Um, something about playing at, at Empoli that, that he just gets a, a little extra amped up. I don't know if they teased him as a kid when he was traveling with the Curva. I don't know, but he seems to want to always score 
at their stadium. So hats off to him. He got us the three points. Um, yeah, loved it. And especially since he, you know, is an Interista, it's, it's just always nice to see like one of your own get uh, get on the score sheet. And yeah, happy for him. Yeah, he also, after the game, was asked about uh, the renewal. And he said, listen, there's there's no other options for me. Like I'm, I 110% want to renew with the club, which is not something that should surprise anybody but it's always good to hear um you know the passion that a player has for for the club and uh on a day where we didn't you know we didn't bring our best um it's good to have one of them and get on the score sheet and and break the deadlock and in these kind of games it really you know it's either going to take something really scrappy or something really magical and we uh you know we got that goal from from DiMarco. so Again, you get the three points. I thought, um, if you want to talk a little like half by half here, I thought in the first half we opened the game playing some beautiful football. Like there was a uh, um, a lot of the play was coming down the majority. A lot of the majority of the play was coming down on the left hand side with Dimarco and Bastoni, and uh, you know Chalanoglu using them, and we actually played really well to start this game, but you know, no real clean chances. And I thought that we were also, like, really, really aggressive as well. Um, we didn't want to, like, allow them to sort of gain any confidence now that they, you know, new manager haven't scored yet in Serie A playing at home. Like, they obviously wanted to come out to uh, to put something on. And I think the strategy that Simona, you know, employed was just be really aggressive, shut them down. And um, let's play our game. And in the first half, you know, we did so, and we were unlucky, unlucky not to score. In the second half, a little different. Um, you know, for the majority of it, again, like dominated possession, and it was fruitful possession. We were we were creating chances, but uh, that last ten minutes, we haven't had a, a suffer ball like that in a little while Arnautovic goes down and I think uh, you know what was going on in your head when Balanzi gets free on the left hand side of the box to, to get a shot across when Carlos uh, gets in front of it I'm gonna be honest like I wasn't nervy this game normally I would be normally I would be freaking out those last 10 minutes um, I did get a you know I did get a little nervous when Arnautovic went down because I was like alright now you're playing a man down so that makes it obviously a little bit harder um, the Baldanzi opportunity, I'm going to be honest, I felt so secure with Sommer. Like, whereas maybe maybe other keepers in the past, whether it be Handanovic or, or, you know, even from if you think back to last season, even though I love Onana, he, the only howler he had was the Baldanzi goal at home that we when that game that we lost. Um, so maybe I would have been nervous there. But Sommer was reacting great to it. Like, you saw him already going towards it. Like, I think he would have made the save. Now, whether he gets that cleanly or parries it out into the box and causes chaos, that is a whole other story. But I think he would have been able to make the save. Um, great save by Augusto to, to make sure it doesn't have to get on goal. Um, but that was really it. You know, like, that was the only one that really, really was worth The Cancellieri one that got blocked by De Vrij. I was I was calm with that, too. I don't know. It's because it was this early in the morning, and I'm just half tired. And I, I mean, I had my first cup of coffee before we hopped on here, but or, and that's why I wasn't really too worried. But yeah, I felt uh, surprisingly confident given the circumstances and given our history, especially with Inzaghi as as the manager and how we've you know underperformed at times and allowed teams to snatch a a draw at the end. Maybe yeah, last year different team, and I think it would have been more of a nervy thing, but. 
I think with the new players, um, another year in the the system, these guys pretty much having for the most part a full, um, you know, summer to train and 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 really adapt to to what he's looking for. I was I was surprisingly calm, and I'm listen. We got the three points. I'm happy. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a good. Let's keep this going. I, I love to hear it. Um, well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was Somer. Um, I've been, you know, as these performances have have gone along, I've been more and more having that feeling that you mentioned of security with him. I knew, you know, this shot stopping was was great, and today he made, you know, another um, another great save that probably was easier than than he made it look with the parry on the uh, Ranocchia, uh free kick. Um, but the thing that I've been more impressed by is actually his distribution seems to be getting a lot better. I think he's approaching it from the standpoint of not trying anything, not trying to be something that he's not. I think early on in the season, he played a lot more of the long balls. Um, and now he's really just, you know, playing safe and distributing to the back line, which really works for us because when you have Pavard, Acerbi, and Bastoni back there, those are the players that you should be getting the ball, right? They can easily, you know, they can easily get it to our forwards, not a problem. Um, so I've actually, I've been really impressed with Somer. I thought today he was, um, he was outstanding again. Uh, let's talk about the back line a little bit. Another player that I'm really, really enjoying. Uh, seems like he has so much quality every time he's, he's around the ball is Pavard. Um, He's made a good start to life in the Nanazuri. What did you think of uh, the Frenchman in his first Serie A game, his Serie A debut? I'm going to be honest. When Nima said he wanted him in January and they were talking about $30 million back then, I was not that excited. I did not want to sign him for $30 million. I wanted him on a free. I did not want to spend any money. Obviously, I wanted to put that money elsewhere. I thought we were going to be going after a second forward, you know. Uh, so I was like, "No, I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him." Now, having seen him in both performances, uh, that is money well spent. It really is. Like the guy just fits. I think he's the perfect complement to Inzaghi's system. Um, I always thought he was technically sound. Tech tactically sound. I did not think like he would be a misfit or anything like that. I just didn't see the value in spending 30 million on him. And I you know it's listen, it's two performances. It's I also say that it's Empoli. It's not like we went up against Milan and he did this type of um, you know, scored a, a banger or maybe made a last second tackle to to stop a goal. But he just fits the system. He is the perfect center back to counter also Bastoni on the opposite side and to play in Inzaghi's system. So that's what you want. Like it may not be the players or the flashiest names or the players that we want as fans. You know, we want maybe, you know, the guys like, I don't know, I can't even think of a guy off the top of my head right now, but maybe like, a, you know, we want a Skamaka who can come in and, and you know, we think is going to be the perfect fit because we think he would be the right guy to compliment or we want, um, you know, a, a guy like Erickson because we think he could be a, a Luis Alberto Rigen or something. Well, you know, obviously we lost him, but whatever. You know, we want the big names. We want the flash. And Pavard, although, I mean, I, I used to say he was riding on the coattail of his wonder goal from the, the World Cup and really never did anything outstanding. But he is such a, a tactically sound player. 
He's, like I said, the perfect fit. And sometimes if you spend the right money on the player who fits the system, that's the best way to go about it instead of getting, you know, a guy that you think is going to fit the best system or or that you think would be, you know, the marquee signing or the big name signing, whatever it may be. So I'm very happy with him. I hope he continues to grow and get comfortable in Serie A. Um, obviously, it's a much more defensive league than the Bundesliga. So some things that he may have been able to get away with there, he wouldn't be able to do here. But so far, it looks like he's not taking those those risks and he knows how to, you know, to defend it and track back and, and really, you know, challenge uh, players without committing a foul, which I think is is huge because, you know, when we were hearing names like Demerol, that was my main concern that he would be giving up, you know, <clears throat> penalties and, and taking, you know, poor challenges and stuff like that. Um, so, so far, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the signing and I, I hope he continues to start, especially if Darmian is going to be the right wing back. Yeah, I've been, it's his defense that I've been really impressed with. I think we all knew that, you know, technically this was a really great player and the passing would be there as well. But defensively, he's been, it feels like every challenge that he goes into, he, you know, he comes out on top, which is uh, what you want to see. Um, and like you said, you know, moving Darmian to the right wing, let's go ahead and, and talk about his performance today. Um, did not have as much of an impact offensively as you would hope. I think we've seen that he has the ability to be able to do so. But I think what, you know, Interisti saying, um, you know, he needs to start over over Dumfries and then seeing this performance and say, oh, you know, well, maybe not. This is his first game back at right wing back after playing right center back for so long. It's going to take, you know, a little bit of a mentality shift to go from, you know, playing so deep to being a little bit more aggressive with uh, your positioning and, and playing higher up the field. So I have no problems there. And, you know, although Darmian didn't create anything offensively in terms of, you know, being able to see any crosses into the box or anything like that. Um, solid, you know, just a, an, another solid performance where he wasn't he wasn't the player that played us today. So um, I fully expect that Inzaghi is going to go back to to Dumfries, but I'm really happy with the option of of being able to to slot Darmian in there, um, especially with Cuadrado not knowing how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, no, I would agree. Um... He doesn't make mistakes. Like, I mean, yeah, it was he, he was nothing special. He's nothing I would be like, oh my gosh, see, like, this is an opportunity. This, he took advantage, whatever you want to call it. But he just doesn't make mistakes. He is the most, like, solid player you can count on. Like, he's just going to do everything basic, nothing, nothing flashy, nothing exciting, nothing that'll make you, you know, drop your job. But it, he'll just, he'll make the right pass. He'll, he'll make the secure play. He is just a consummate professional and I am I'm very happy that we have him in our you know in our tool belt that we're able to to look to him to at the bench or be able to pull him to start in a game like this and and he's the perfect cover for Pavard I think that he would be you know so like let's say Pavard does want to go on a marauding run forward you can rely on 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 Darmian to be one defensively solid like he will drop back and make the right plays whereas you know the other option would would probably not make the the right plays and he's not the the smartest player so yeah hats off to to Darmian for just always doing the the right things even if it isn't you know the nicest looking so yeah Mr. Mr. Reliable um, at it again as far as the rest of the back line so Achadbi gets 90 minutes 
I feel like we're going to say this about a lot of players today, and you know, maybe this is not the most uh, exciting episode. It's probably more reflective of the match that was <laughs> that was played out, right? Um, but Achebe just just solid. Um, I think the yellow card on him was harsh, especially considering some of the fouls that Empoli was committing, and and they weren't receiving any any yellows for. Um, I was nervous that with the yellow card he'd get pulled off, but that's the thing when you have a veteran in the back line like that. Like he's smart enough to adapt his game so that he's not at risk of putting the team down to uh, to ten men. Um, again, like if I'm to think of our best eleven, Acerbi is in there over Devry um, at this point, despite Devry's performances early in the year. When I think of um, the way that this team plays, he there's no doubt about it. He's just a better distributor of the ball, um, more comfortable on it, uh, has a, a wider arsenal of passes to be able to play. Um, so it's good to see Achebe get the 90 minutes without any problems, uh, fingers crossed. Um, but a good performance from from the vet today. Yeah, no, I would agree there too. Um, I think Achebe... You know, he was a guy that I was not excited about coming in, and now he is someone that I feel like has to be in, uh, in especially in specific games. Uh, DeVry, I mean, I, I love him as well. I loved his start to this season. Uh, I would say maybe it's a little tough. Maybe this year I might want to see DeVry play a little bit more. Um, nothing. It's not a, a knock against Achebe. I just like his his passing ability a little bit more. And he has a bit more pace. So, although, you know what? Given the way I try to be played against Milan, I guess you really can't make a mistake either way. I, I'm, I'm fine with whatever Inzaghi wants to start. Um, you know, and really with the pace that they have around them between Pavard and, well, Bastoni's not the fastest, but he's got obviously more than, than either of those. Uh, I guess it does relieve some of the pressure on those two guys uh, if they're playing center-center back. So, <clears throat> I just, you know, we do have an embarrassment of riches right now. We really do. We have great depth. Um, so you really can't make a, a wrong call either way, in my, you know, in my personal opinion. Yeah, and it's good that he also has the versatility to slot in at that left center back position, which we saw again today when Bastoni was hauled off for De Vrij. Um Bastoni, I thought it was really good in the first half. Like, it was the Bastoni that we're used to seeing, where he's playing a lot in the attacking half. Um, there were some passes that didn't come off, you know, for him and DiMarco um, to actually release him into the space. But I thought he was he was solid to, um, you know, nothing nothing bad to say about his performance. Which, yeah, it's that's again the theme of the day. It's there there are a few standouts that we'll get into as we um, as we go through the rest of the team. But Bastoni was one of the the solid players today. And same can be said for Devai. He was the only defensive substitution that that we saw yeah no i would agree there too um i loved i loved his his inner interplay with uh di marco on the wing there where they were just you know interchanging and having overlapping runs with one another they seem to to really have good chemistry on and off the pitch which i think is is huge too you know i you kind of have to like your teammates, I think, to be able to be successful on the pitch with one another. And and we've seen that, you know, over the years, just how players who play for Inter, they just, they really do get along with one another and they seem to to develop good chemistry all over. So, yeah, between between Bastogne, I mean, man, we, we really do have a solid defensive back line. And, and what is that now? Four, four clean sheets out of five, you know, and the only yep. one coming in the derby, that's, I mean, 
that's telling in itself. And I will say, and, though, it is interesting that Acherbi was on the pitch when we did get – no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah. I think, yeah, I think a lot of um, – a lot of teams could use a center back that was 40 out of 43 passing, 93% success rate, two chances created, four passes into the final third, five of eight out of nine goals, um, which is a really good, really good number for a center back. So, again, Bastoni has all the quality in the world. We know that. Maybe today he actually had a shot on goal, which, you know, we had a, a chance to, to get on the score sheet there. But, um, Really solid performance. And did you catch um, what Patrick Kendrick said about Bastoni when he took that shot? Um, and he said, "Oh, he was trying to get on the score sheet. He hasn't been on the score sheet since January 2023, 18 months." And I was like, "What? No, that's no, that's, not, that's, that's nine months." <laughs> thought thought I time traveled there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wait a second, hold on, check that." Um, it was it's early for Patrick as well, right? So we'll we'll give him a break. We'll give him nah, a break. He's he's the only guy I like listening to, so I'm definitely giving him a break. <laughs> and then we have uh, DiMarco, who we talked about his performance already um, on the score sheet. Darmian on the other side, solid. In terms of the midfield, Chalanoglu was all over the place today. Like, un- unbelievable performance. Easily the man of the match. Um, 100 passes today. 100 completed passes, which... You don't see very often. Um, he is the metronome that makes his squad tick. We are we are so much better when he's in the team. It gives you a little bit of pause because there is a drop off. There is a significant drop off in quality when he's not available. And you know we saw Matovich's injury, which is gonna, you know, it's gonna hit our our forward department depending on how long he's out for. But we really can't afford um, a situation like that happening to to Hakan at this point in time. He's just become that influential and that important to the squad. Yeah, no, he's um, he is a guy that I think. Remember how we used to be when it would go to, we would miss Brozovic and we would put a guy like Vecino back there. And we would have these stinkers. I feel like that's the same type of thing. That if we if we go without Hakan, um, and we we no offense to Aslani, but he's just not ready for it right now. I think alone would would be the best thing for him going forward. Um, but you, he's noticeable when he's not on the pitch. Uh, Hakan has just been. It, it's amazing what Inzaghi's been able to do with him. Kind of, I mean, kind of like what Spalletti did with Brozovic, mm. really, just reinvent him and and turn him into this this monster. Of a regista, I mean, they're two different styles, really, you know. But I, I do like his movement, his his quick touches, his quick passing, his ability to find the open man in the pitch and 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 you know release the counterattack. I think Hakan and 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 Pavard probably for me, yeah, were the two best players on the pitch today. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's I'm happy he's back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy the whole season because. He's a guy that I think would be would be sorely missed if he if he ever you know had to miss a long long stretch of games. Yeah, yeah. It's you talk about the differences between him and Brozovic. I think one of the main differences is that Hakan is a little bit more willing to um, put the shot on goal from 
further out. Um, we saw him take three shots today, five chances created. Uh, he did 16 passes into the final third. So, yeah, he's the total total package um, in terms of, of a midfielder. The other guys, Mkhitaryan gets 90 minutes. Um, I don't think there was anything, like, you know, outstanding that he was doing, but just solid um, solid midfield play for him. He is starting to get to the situation where he'll probably need uh, a break, um, which Sassuolo might be a good opportunity to get Barella back in the team, and maybe we can roll with Fratesi and Barella and, and finally see that combination from the start against Sassuolo. But Mickey is logging um, important minutes for this team, and um, I'm happy that he's, uh, you know, we have a veteran like him to, to be able to lean on, especially, you know, season just started and we have a lot of fixtures back to back to have someone who really is available, right? Um, and, and is able to give you 90 minutes week in and week out. It's a, it's a big hand to a team that is looking to contend for the title, obviously. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said there. Um, Mickey, although when he signed him, I mean, I was okay with it. I didn't anticipate him being a starter. I was like, great, good depth guy to have, perfect. Um, and now we see that he is one important to Inzaghi. He's going to continue to be, you know, a, a relied upon, you know, veteran presence. And but he has been consistently putting in performances. Uh, although, yeah, like you said, nothing flashy, nothing, nothing great this game. But, you know, he did also no, no mistakes. You know, I was kind of uh, harsh on him the first few games, you know, really upset with his passing and stuff. Whereas, you know, this game, he was much more level-headed. I think he was good at controlling possession and, and really, you know, using little things like the dummies and the feints that were able to kind of shake a defender and allow him to get, create a little space to, to release another pass. Um, yeah, for, for, for his age um, and still being able to put in these types of performances, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and we also uh, forgot to mention that Hakan Chalanoglu reached his 100th appearance for Inter today. So a really solid player for us, um, one that I, you know, if everything continues in this manner, know that I'll look back on uh, fondly during his tenure at Inter. So congratulations, Hakan. Fratesi, Fratesi would have been my pick uh, to score today. Um I just had a feeling that, you know, he was going to get on the score sheet and he had six shots on goal today. Um, so he had plenty of opportunities. I think one shot that he sort of probably put away was when he got released on the right-hand side of the box. Um, it was a tight angle, but, um, you know, I thought he was going to be able to finish from there. Um, he, he had a solid game, like, you know, good link up and, Again, nothing like crazy, outstanding play from him, but a really good performance for us. And finally, we get we get to see him from the start uh, and allows Barella to get some rest. So I'm happy with what Davide did today. Thought he could have gotten on the score sheet. Uh, really happy with uh, with his performance. Again, it wasn't. I keep going back to this. Like we didn't play the best game, but then when you start going through the team, it's like everyone everyone played well. Like everyone did what they were supposed to do. So it's really, I'm sure that he's still going to complain because, you know, we're after a 5-1 destruction of Milan in the derby and, you know, you're hoping to put seven past uh, Empoli, eight past Empoli. Like, this is a good solid win. The team the team did what they had to do. Yeah, no. It's, uh, listen, we got three points. Like, 
I, I don't really I think I'm just trying to to be different this year. Like I don't want to nitpick at everything and, and get myself worked up over things that really aren't a big deal at the end of the at the end of the day. Um, we want that second star. So if we continue to just get wins when we we don't play our best and we don't look like the most appealing brand of football, I, I'm okay with it. Like I really just want to just keep this momentum going. You know, we have a lot of depth. We have a lot of players who can really come in and step up in key moments and, and perform. And, you know, I, I personally thought Tehran was going to get on the score sheet today. I thought that this was going to be another opportunity where, I mean, I still think he was very good today, but I thought this was like really cement uh, him as just Lautaro's strike partner, like permanently, not that it was ever in question, but I just, you know, I thought he was going to get another one. I was so upset with the offside. I mean, I, it was, it's not that I'm not saying it wasn't offside, but like, I just, I, I was like, Oh yeah, there we go. Like that's, that's what I wanted to see. It is what it is though. I mean, you know, he, uh, he had another good performance and, Fratesi, you know, I I like what I'm seeing. I, I think that the goals are going to come from him. I would really like, bless you, I would really like to see more Sorry. of the... It's okay. <laughs> I would really like to see more of the the assists um, and him creating opportunities for the players. He had a few uh, uh, good crosses. He had one that went in the box that was just over to Ram's head. Um, another one that was cleared by Luperto. Um, I think that'll come as well. And, um, yeah, like, again, a big fan of, of what we have and what we're seeing from these guys that we were able to bring in o- over the summer and, and how they're really integrating quickly with the rest of the squad. Yeah, and, but, and, uh, you know, giving him the opportunity to, to rest, like this, that's one of the biggest strengths of having someone like Fratezi in the team. It's you really don't, you don't have a major drop-off in quality, despite the fact that, you know, obviously... For me, at least, Barella is like world class midfielder, and Fratesi's not there yet. But in terms of you know what they give you on the pitch, Fratesi is uh, um, he's able to help the team. So to give Barella some some time off the pitch, and I think he came in in the seventy first minute. So you know, just a quick run out for him, um, more of a cameo. Played well when he came on. You know, wasn't put in difficulty or anything. Um, at that point in the game, we weren't on the front foot. So he wasn't out there doing his typical chance-creating um, kind of uh, gameplay. But, you know, he came in and, and he did his job. As far as the forwards are concerned, um, they didn't have the best service to them today. Um, but there were a couple of times where they combined really well in the box. And there was one shot, I believe, in the second half um, where there was a good little intercombination play between Lautaro and Turan that had it not taken the deflection would have probably ended up in the back of the net. So I liked what we saw from Turam and and Lautaro. Um, Nothing to, I guess, nothing to criticize, but um, just solid, solid interplay from the two of them. And um, obviously Turam coming back in the team, like with the midweek performance against Sociedad, I think it's easy to say at this point that our two best forward options are going to be Turam and, and Lautaro. Like this is, they're absolutely in a best 11 without any question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> unless we're playing like, you know, a Serie A team, those are the two guys I want starting every game. Uh, I shouldn't say Serie A Serie A B, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Alexis or Anatovic. Um, but these guys, I mean, they just, 
the chemistry they have, the ability to work with one another, their off the ball runs, and just just the willingness to work for the team uh, from both of them is something I love to see. I love the efforts that I see from both of them. You know, Taram is always working hard. He's always battling. He's always willing to, you know, go out wide, get retrieve a ball, bring it in, look for an opportunity, take a shot on himself. These are uh, these are great, great things that we're seeing from the both of them. And I, I hope that this continues because, I mean, this could be a strike partnership that could be, you know, maybe potentially putting up uh, 50, you know, 50 some, some odd goals in all competitions, you know, combined. So. Um, and I mean, like goal involvement, not like they're going to score yeah. thirty and twenty. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the I love them both. Uh, you know, I think I want to get a Taram in the orange kit because I think it just looks so nice and so clean. It so does. Yeah, it does. I'm. I might. You know, I'm glad I never pulled the trigger on a Lukaku one like I wanted to. Um. But now, now I have uh, someone that I could. You know, I I like to typically wait a year to see how a guy does. But this guy, the way he's performing, I, I I feel like it might be, maybe I will just because last time I did that I, I got burned and it was a Gagliardini jersey, so maybe I'll wait, you know, longer than six months. Yeah, I think it's probably you know learn from learn from the past kind of situation. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the other the other you know forward to discuss is Amnatovich who, yeah, didn't look didn't look awesome when he came on. Like you know we don't have to sugarcoat it. I think he's. I think he's coming under a little bit um, over-the-top criticism for his performances. Uh, it was his first game in the Champions League. Um, I don't remember if he made an appearance during the 20, 2010 uh, treble-winning season. If he did, it probably wasn't for long, and that was you know a very long time ago. So um, first game in the Champions League, and you know it, it didn't work out for him, but... If we, despite the fact that, you know, he may not have been setting the world on fire, it is a blow to lose him because he he is the first option off the bench for um, for our strikers. So depending on how long it's going to be, I've seen conflicting reports on uh, on Twitter already. Um, it looks like it's a, a thigh strain, which is good, right? Um, as long as, you know, they haven't done an MRI or anything yet, it's too early, but... Uh, as long as it's not a tear or anything, it's probably going to be, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks, um, which is not breaking. Uh, you know, something that would have put him out for months would be backbreaking because then, you know, you have Alexis, obviously, but then you would probably have to go to playing maybe Klaassen as a shadow striker or Mikitarian as a, a shadow striker. Um, so we'll see. Like, it, it's tough to comment on until... We know how long he's going to be out for. Um, but despite all of your criticism in Teristi, he is, you know, an important part of the squad. Uh, and it sucks to see him to see him go down like that. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was a little hurt seeing that. I mean, I, I had not that I had high hopes for him. He's just a player that I enjoyed when he was. At Inter in the past, um, he was someone that I was hyped on. I th- really thought that he was going to be the next, the next Ibra. Obviously, he didn't live up to that hype, but I was hoping, you know, that he would have a nice, like, fairy tale ending. That you know, although he won the Scudetto, he wasn't a vital part of it back then. So I was hopeful that this time around, 
he would play a part, you know, and, and given how he started his first match, you know, with the, the nice assist to Lautaro on the goal, I was hopeful that he would be able to continue that that momentum and, and maybe get on the score sheet himself. But I wish him, uh, you know, a speedy recovery. I hope we don't rush him back, you know, to just because of, of depth or needs and, and you know, and be trying to be competitive in all competitions. I would much rather him, you know, take his time, come back to, to full health and then be able to have an impact on the team. And then this also just adds a little bit more pressure on Alexis to be able to uh, to perform. I thought that although he was good the game against Sociedad, this one I wasn't really too impressed. I thought he was kind of slow yeah. to react a little bit. Um, yep. You know, even for a guy who used to rely on his pace, you know, he was trying to do that again today. And there was times where I just saw he was being run down by other midfielders who were, you know, a few strides behind him and then just just a little slow in, in everything today. Maybe that's just, you know, it being an early game and, and stuff like that. It's yeah. not going to put too much stress into it or, or too much thought, really. Um, His yeah, defensive but, positioning is also not great. Like, he doesn't cut off the passing angles from the back line the way that Lautaro and, and Turam are doing so effectively. Like, yeah. you can tell that was one of my biggest things that, I saw today from him is that his positioning when we didn't have the ball was like, he wasn't making the right choice in terms of his press or, you know, where he was cutting off the passes. Um, from Simone, uh, Fabrizio Romano tweets that we are not planning to sign any free agent in that position. Klaassen and Mkhitaryan can play in that position. So like we said, um, that's probably the move regardless. Like, I don't I don't think there are any free agent forwards out there. I know people were tweeting, let's bring back Tomas Araki, which had me uh, had me laughing because uh, that's <laughs> that's an all-time throwback right there. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's not out for too long. And then uh, as far as Simone is concerned, he becomes the, I believe, the fifth manager ever in Serie A history to start the campaign with five straight uh, victories, joining Antonio Conte, Roberto Mancini, Helenio Herrera, and I forget who else. Um, but very well done for Simone to, to have the team. I, th- I think it might have been Spalletti. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn he- Spalletti had a year where he started off like that. I think it's either Spalletti or Allegri. Um, those are the two names that I'm that are coming to my mind right now. But uh, yeah, so listen, not every performance is gonna is gonna knock your socks off, especially in Serie A. Like there are teams that you play against that just make you look bad, even if they're not like the best quality teams. Like it's just tough to to play them, especially you know away from home and an early kickoff. Coming off of a midweek Champions League game, um, I want to make it very clear that I have zero worries uh, for this performance. You know, I, I think a Sassuolo at home is a good way for us to get back to the ways that are going to make all the Interisti um, freak out over this team again. But we're undefeated. Uh, six games into the year, undefeated, have scored, I believe, 15 and have only conceded two, um, which is a really good record. Obviously, that would only occur with a quality team. Um, so happy with the performance. Not not too much to uh, to say this wasn't really the game where there's a ton to talk about, but um, happy 15 points, top of the league, Juve dropping points, Milan looking like straight sorry ass against Verona at home um a disgusting performance so 
Yeah, uh, I'll take this win over looking like that any day of the week. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, obviously want to see all our rivals struggle. I don't really want any of them to succeed. I want them all to crash and burn and to us to have this uh, title wrapped up by January. So, you know. Lazio tying uh, Monza. Napoli is coming up against our boy, Tiago Motta, today. Galliardini helped us out, you know. Galliardini on the score sheet. Obviously, Bologna is definitely a team that could give Napoli problems as well. Um, Bologna is you know. a team that can give everybody problems. Like, I mean, I'm worried about playing Bologna, if I'm being quite honest. So um, I feel like they could be a team that could could really level the playing field for a lot of teams and help you know other teams close the gap. Maybe, you know, or, I mean, obviously, if we beat them, help us increase the gap if they if they, you know, beat other teams or tie other teams for us. But they've been uh, I'm telling you, they are a striker away from being a good team. Um, like a real good team, I, I kind of hope that in January they, maybe they re, they invest a little bit and, and get a forward there. Um, ironically enough, it would have been you know they need a guy like like Arnautovic again, because um, uh, yeah he was scoring some big goals for them and I, I feel like they really played to his strengths. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, I'll be I'll be paying attention to the rest of the league obviously today, so. And Roma has got a tough game against Torino. So, yep. um, yeah, not an easy weekend for, for the top sides, including Inter. wasn't an easy game, but uh, we walk away with a three. Um, anything else you want to dive into? I'll have the newsletter later today for you guys. Uh, probably we'll touch on rumors of a sale, which have been the rumors have been happening for almost as long as Suning has been here. Um, but apparently there's uh, an evaluation of an offer up to $1.3 which would be right around what Zhang's asking price is. Still hard to see him sell at this point in time. Um, but let's let's see how that plays out. We'll have an update on uh, on that story later. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing for me. Um, early morning. At least yeah. it was a good way to start the Sunday, you know, get the three points. So let's enjoy it, guys. We got a we got a tough midweek match with Sassuolo. They just, uh, I mean, we could argue that Juve threw that game however you want, but either way, Sassuolo, uh, Sassuolo won. Pinamonti, our old boy, uh, scored for us. You know, helped us. You know, get a get a little bit of a bigger gap. So a lot of a lot of former Interisti helping us out. So thank you guys for for staying loyal. Um, yes, yeah, some some suffer from the Inter curse, some thrive and uh, help us out. Um, yeah. So that's how it goes. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you back here in a few days uh, for the post-match for Sassuolo. But until then, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpino. Oh,